We all know the importance of how we represent ourselves. The things we say and the things we do influence the people around us. It's all about the message we are sending, including the things that we wear. Christians can be more aware of the messages we bring to others in their clothing with Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to wear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at covenant-press.com. That's www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get 25% off the purchase of $50 or more using the discount code GROWTH at checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's covenant-press.com, www.covenant-press.com to get 25% off your purchase of $50 or more using discount code GROWTH at checkout. Tell your friends and family about covenant-press.com so we can all share the message. Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I am your host, Laquita Momley, and I am super excited to have with me in the studio today, Miss Lee McDonald. I should have asked you before we started how to My say My name it. is impossible to pronounce, so don't worry about it. It's Lee A. McDonough, but please just call me Lee. It's a lot easier. All right. So, Miss Lee, it's Thank you. She's so amazing. And uh, her organization is Coaching Coach with Clarity. And so I'm excited for a number of different reasons that she's decided to join us today, but uh, mainly because um, as fellow coaches, and a lot of you guys that follow me are coaches, uh, she and I are going to have a, an amazing conversation about some topics um, that I feel are very, very relevant to building a successful coaching practice as well as to become the coach that you need to be in order to add the right type of value to your um, client. So, Miss Lee, if you would, ma'am, please uh, tell the audience a bit more about who you are and what you do. I would love to. And thank you so much for having me on today. I've really been looking forward to this conversation. I think I think so, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> so again, my name is Lee Shea McDonough. Just call me Lee. Uh, I'm the founder of Coach with Clarity. And so we help women in helping professions leverage their existing talents and skills and experiences 
and combine it with a strong coaching methodology so that they can go on and create really powerful coaching experiences for their clients, build a thriving coaching business where they are able to support their families, serve their clients, and not sell their soul while doing it. So at Coach with Clarity, we do so through an initial certification program that is accredited by the International Coaching Federation. So anyone who's interested in working towards their ICF credential can do so with Coach with Clarity. And then we also have the Coach with Clarity Collective, which is a membership style program. It includes spotlight coaching calls, Q&A, guest expert trainings, and it's also set up to provide continuing education for coaches. Mm -hmm. So once you have your ICF credential, you can maintain it within the Coach with Clarity Collective and get all of the credit hours you need in order to stay in good standing with ICF. So we've created this really lovely ecosystem that really prioritizes innovation, intuition, and inclusivity. And at the end of the day, my mission is really to help coaches feel more empowered, both in their skills as a coach and as an entrepreneur. So that's at the heart of Coach with Clarity. That is awesome. That is awesome. I mean, we can really begin to peel back a lot of what you said. Um, so let, let's start with, you know, maybe a scenario, if you will. We have um, an amazing woman who says, okay, I want to become a coach and I don't want to do it as a hobby. I want this to be my business. You know, what would be the first thing? And she's a, a working professional that perhaps is not that she's not a clinician of any sort. So, but she has an amazing life experience that's valuable. So what would be um, her first step? Excellent. She sounds like my kind of woman. Um, <laughs> and, and I think it's important to mention right at the top that there are many paths to becoming a powerful coach and certainly pursuing a credential through the International Coaching Federation or another similar organization is one path. It's the path that I took. It's the path that I often recommend. It's why my programs are accredited through ICF. But I do want to acknowledge from the beginning that it's not the only path. And maybe it's not even the right path for this particular woman at this time. We really want to get clear on why coaching matters to her how it connects with her values, and what her goals are for her coaching style and for her coaching business. So I really come from the perspective that every coach benefits and really needs coaching-specific education. How they get that education might look different. So yes, you can go through a full-on certification program like the one I offer with Coach with Clarity. You can also look for continuing education programs that will provide you with some initial uh, guidance around how to coach and how to set up your practice. Mm -hmm. Some people may be at a point in their lives where they're not able to make that energetic or financial investment. Mm -hmm. And so maybe creating almost like a self-study program where they're reading books, listening to podcasts, paying attention to coaches in the industry that they trust. They can kind of create their own curriculum of sorts and then get things started so that once they've got a little momentum and revenue, then they're at a point where they can invest in more formalized education. That's certainly a path as well. Um, and also, many people may want to work with a coach who can both mentor them in their coaching skills, model what it means to run a successful coaching practice, and then they benefit from both being coached, 
and by learning how to coach at the same time. So again, you can see that we have all sorts of paths in front of us. And so my priority would be to connect with this woman to mm -hmm. find out what her goals are, what her values are, and to help her determine the right path for her right now. Understanding that we can start in one place and then mm -hmm. we can always grow and expand and look for other opportunities as we build our coaching skills. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's say hypothetically that this woman was in that position where um, she she wants to pursue certification, but her finances is not right now. So you mentioned the self-education piece, and, and I love that. Um, I love learning. And so let's let's go from let's talk a little bit more about that in in that self-education piece, connecting with the right. Uh, podcast, the right, uh, you, you know, YouTubers in the industry or um, reading their books, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is let's emphasize the value in that yes. and the value exactly. that it brings because it is, it's tons of value uh, when you're connected to uh, successful coaches in the industry and, and you're learning from them. Absolutely. It's one of the reasons why I host the Coach with Clarity podcast, uh, which is free of charge. You know, you can listen to it wherever you listen to your podcast. It's also why I wrote my book, Act on Your Business, because I wanted an affordable way for mm -hmm. people to learn more about some of the theories that inform my coaching methodology. So I think you can get that on Amazon for like 10 or $12. So again, we're not talking huge investments to start. Right, right. And there are so many other wonderful books and podcasts and resources out there. I think that's a real advantage of living in this digital age is that yes. we are one click away from accessing a wealth of knowledge. But at the same time, because we are one click away, and because coaching is a self-regulated industry, we're mm -hmm. literally anyone can decide to call themselves a coach. Mm -hmm. It's also really important that aspiring coaches practice discernment and pay really close attention yes. to who they are choosing to learn from. Mm -hmm. um, there are some wonderful coaches out there, credentialed and non, mm -hmm. that I think really practice from a place of um, ethical, sound coaching principles. <laughs> And then there are some coaches out there who are really more concerned with how you can line their pockets. Exactly. And so we really want to make sure that we are taking the time to research the people behind the programs, the people mm -hmm. behind the podcast, and make sure that you are values aligned with them. Yes. Because then you can trust that the information you're getting from these sources is, uh, is relevant, is ethical, is evidence-based, and will ultimately serve you in your coaching journey. That's really, really, really good because, you know, it's a, a, oftentimes people shop and they think that uh, the greater value comes with a greater price tag. And that's not necessarily the case. That's not, not the case at all. Let me, let me just say that. <laughs> yeah. In fact, excuse me, it's funny you mentioned that because I got an email this morning from a very popular, very well-known coach who shall rename, remain nameless because the subject line of the email was something like, why your clients will thank you for charging higher rates. Mm. And I was like, okay, hold up. So I, I read this email and basically what he was saying is that when clients spend a whole lot of money on coaching, then they're really invested financially and energetically, and they're going to be more likely to get better results. 
And so I'm sitting with this because this is what I was taught back in 2015, 2016, when I was transitioning away from my profession as a clinical social worker and into the world of coaching. Mm -hmm. I was taught that, yeah, don't be afraid to charge your worth and you're really benefiting your client. Mm -hmm. We can have a whole nother conversation about charging your worth. That is a, that is a trigger point for me, but I really want to me push well. Yeah. Me All right. Too. I had a feeling I'd be on the same that. page as that. Well, yes. <laughs> but I, I think we, I think it's really a, a dangerous trap to fall into to suggest that in order to see high end results, um, we need to pay 25, 30, $50,000 at a time to a coach. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're at a point where you're able to command those prices, more power to you. Mm -hmm. But I think to suggest that you have to charge those rates in order to create long-lasting transformational experiences for your clients, I don't think that necessarily has to be true. Right. Especially if you're someone who's really focused on accessibility and mm -hmm. bringing the power of coaching to a broad audience. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is going to be able to pay $50,000 for your coaching. Right. Right. So I think I think there's really something there to explore. Now, I am a, a, a really big fan of charging enough so that you can pay yourself a thriving wage. That's a yes. term that I picked up from my friend, Stephanie Cleary. Um, she's a financial coach. And we want to be able to pay the people we work with thriving mm -hmm. wages. So if mm -hmm. you have a virtual assistant, a graphic designer, a podcast mm -hmm. producer, mm -hmm. we want to be paying them well, too. Yes. And so in order to do that, we need to make sure that our coaching rates support us, our families, and the people who work for us. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying give your coaching away for free, but there's got to be some balance in there. Yes. And that's going to look different for every coach, for sure. Yes. Um, but let's put away this notion that you have to be charging these exorbitant prices in order to create change for your clients. That's simply not true. I, I, I absolutely love that, um, that because... I've heard the same thing. And for me, just personality bothers me. Um, I started podcasting or let's say going live first for the reason um, that we, we talked about, like for the reason why you built your podcast and whatnot. We want to be, I wanted to be able to give relevant information to individuals who wanted and needed it, irregardless of their ability to pay for it. And so with doing the lot, it started out the lives and it turned into the Look Leaders Toolbox podcast. From a personal standpoint, there was a time in my life where I wanted this, you know, like a thirsty plant wants water. However, my financial situation at that time said, Look, you can't pay for that, but you need that. And so I had to depend on others' willingness to bless me with the information that I needed. Now that did happen, but that's not always the case. A lot of times it's what you were saying, you know, the, the big, big price tags do eliminate that, um, that diamond in the rough from being able to get what they need. And so, no, just because it has a huge price tag um, does not guarantee you top quality in anything that we do, product or service. It doesn't always guarantee that. And so what are some of the things that you would say should be key indicators that um, a person looks for that's desiring to come into the coaching industry, but they're looking for, I don't want to say mentor because coaches aren't mentor, but they're looking for someone who can 
uh, provide them with what they need. So to say, you know, I'm looking for the for the podcast. I'm looking for the books. I'm looking for the YouTube videos. How can they, you know, what are some of the things that they should be looking for as indicators that this individual is a coach um, that is following the moral and ethical standards of the industry? Yes. Well, I would encourage you to do your due diligence. So go to that person's website. Ideally, they have one. Hopefully, mm -hmm. they've got some sort of virtual real estate because that's where you can confirm that they mm -hmm. are who they say they are and they do what they say they do. So mm -hmm. on that website, there's probably going to be a, a section where they talk about their training and their experience. There will likely be testimonials from clients. Mm -hmm. Again, with testimonials, those are helpful, but mm -hmm. again, consider you know, their, their purpose is to make that person look good. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, again, having well-placed authentic testimonials can be mm -hmm. really helpful. But we do want to make sure that this person has a level of training and experience in coaching mm -hmm. that indicates, yes, they, they, they know what they're doing. There's someone that I can trust. That is one area where having a formal coaching credential, whether through ICF or through another organization, can be really helpful. One mm -hmm. of the reasons that I like the ICF credential so much is because you know that behind it is a robust training program that that person has completed. Mm -hmm. um, depending on their level of credential, they've had to have 60, 125, maybe even 200 hours just of training. And then they've had hundreds, if not thousands of hours of experience in order to obtain that credential. So you know that there's someone that has invested in their training, their experience, they've passed the exams, and they adhere to ICF's code of ethics and follow their coaching core competencies. I think the, the thing that's really important to me is that we're really clear on that coach's values and we mm -hmm. understand that they know what it means to practice ethically. And so when you are specifically an ICF coach, you agree to follow the ICF code of ethics. Mm -hmm. um, so again, it's one of those areas where there are plenty of great coaches who are not ICF credentialed and there are plenty of ICF credentialed coaches who aren't great. I mean, that that's <laughs> going to happen. Right. But at least you know that in theory, when you're working with an ICF credentialed coach, they take that obligation seriously. So look for the signs and signals that indicate this person is trained, they're mm -hmm. experienced, and they have a set of business and personal values that align with yours, because that is a huge part of ethical practice. Yes, yes. That's that's a great segue into actually my next question. So, mm -hmm. you know, as this, um, as this individual is, she's searching for the right... Um, coaches to connect with so that she can learn from their, their material, how important is it for her to already be really clear on her purpose or, or and as you said, her set of core values, how important is that uh, to building her thriving practice with her really understanding what her core values are, as well as who her target market is going to be? Yes. So... I developed a tool that I call the Coaching Business Compass, and it's comprised of eight different directions that you can take in your business at any given time based on what your priorities are, where you are at in your journey, if you're creating a new offer. I mean, th there's a lot to consider here. I created it as a compass and not a roadmap because a roadmap 
is really linear. It suggests mm-hmm. we're going to do something. We're going to hit a milestone, check that box and move on. Whereas we know in business, a lot of times we're going back, we're revisiting core concepts and ideas and even our core values. Mm-hmm. So a compass allows us to pivot, to head in another direction and then move back uh, at a later point. But on that compass that I've created, the true north, the very first direction is about your identity. Mm. It's really ensuring that you have a clear understanding of what matters most to you. So before we even start talking about your ideal client, who they are and your offer and all of that, we need to really ground down into your values, what matters most to you, the natural skills and talents you bring to the table, because I guarantee you have them, even if they don't necessarily feel like strengths or talents right away, they're in there. And in fact, often what makes us really powerful as coaches and what sets us apart, we don't even see as a strength because it comes so naturally to us. We actually have to have other people point (laughs) that out, right? Yeah. Right, right. So we want to make sure we're really clear on who we are, not as even as a coach, but as a human being, what we stand for, what we believe in, Once we're really solid on our values and our strengths, then we can start facing outward and looking at our ideal clients, our coaching approach, our coaching offers. All of that is important. That comes next. But we have to have that really strong foundation in our identity first. Uh, Now, that is a topic we could talk all day about. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) I am so, so, so passionate um, about that from my own personal experience and then having seen it a lot. And I'm a I'm also a minister of the gospel. And so my whole mission and thing is about helping build people, build build being a people builder and working with women in that area when I speak at women's conferences. But from my personal experience, um for a very long time I was a housewife. And I can't say happy housewife because I was an unhappy housewife, because I did not understand who I was. I didn't understand my value. I didn't understand my worth. I didn't understand my significance. And I saw myself as insignificant. And so now, even with introductions, I, I, you know, you send the bio, but I have to emphasize whenever someone asks me who I am, that I'm a proud on wife. I'm a mother of five adult children and a grandmother of five because where I am right now in my life, I fully, fully realize exactly what you said. Those roles that I have as wife, as mom, and now as grandmother have laid the foundation for me to be successful, whether it's as a minister or as a John Maxwell certified coach. Without that, those first three things, I know for sure that I would not be great at the other things that I do because that's, as you said, that's my compass. That's my base. Yeah. My, my experiences that I had now mixed with the education that I've received is what is beneficial to me and adds value to my clients. So it's about the identity. It's all about understanding who you are. And at that point, it becomes easier to say, okay, what is it that I want to do? Or I say it like this, you know, what is my purpose? What have I been called to do? Why am I here on the earth? Who am I to serve? It gets crystal clear when you understand who you are. It does. And, and you know, there's such power 
in owning those roles that we have mm. as wife, as mother. Um, and then we start to see that we're also so much more than those roles, yes. that those roles inform who we are and what matters to us. But they also are just a jumping off point, mm-hmm. you know, that we're more than wife, we're more than mother, we're more than coach. So, you know, it's yeah. like, I am all of these things and I am. Yes. And that can be a complete yeah. statement, right? It is. It's, a, it's a complete sentence. I am. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's really important for all of us to ground into, but especially those of us who are from a marginalized community. So whether mm-hmm. you're a woman, whether you're a woman of color, whether you're a queer person, like mm-hmm. when society tries to tell us who we are or who we should be, and oh, it's yeah. inconsistent with our values, when mm-hmm. it's minimizing and marginalizing, that's really painful. And Mm -hmm. I certainly want to acknowledge that in the coaching profession, we talk a lot about creating your vision and moving towards what's possible. Mm -hmm. We also have to be real that Mm -hmm. not everyone is on the same playing field here and that there are advantages afforded to some people that are not given to others. So we do want to be really like honest and objective about that. Mm -hmm. And we want to acknowledge people's lived experiences and not minimize or gaslight. And Mm -hmm. also find a way to empower them to take stock of those situations, take stock of their circumstances, and still find a way to either push back, work within whatever that looks like. Because no matter what society tries to tell you you are or you aren't, you know in your core what matters most to you and you know what you're capable of. That's a powerful truth right there. That is an absolute powerful truth. Because... I am. I love that statement because I am. That means that nothing is impossible to me. Like once I know that I am any direction or anything that I want to do, I'm capable of doing it. And yes, it is very necessary um, to acknowledge uh, the lived truth of individuals. You know, your lived truth and my lived truth could be two different things but it doesn't make either one of them wrong or irrelevant. It, it, it is what it is. And based off of my lived truth, there is a an enormous group of women who are can identify with my lived truth and can identify with your lived truth. And they need us to be that. So if they need us to show up as I am, like, you know, as that example that, yes, in the midst of every adversity that you're living through, your dream, your goal, your vision can be accomplished because if she did it, I can do it. You can be an example of what's possible. Yeah, that is so powerful. Yes, and it's, oh, that just makes me happy. Like, (laughs) that definitely makes me happy. So, you know, we've we've covered a couple of different things and I love the, the way that the foundation is being laid here. Um, the paths can be different paths, whether you pursue the credentialing first, you pursue the self-education first, and then possibly follow it up with the credentialing. But the true first step is the identity. Figuring out who you are, who your what your core values are, and then using that as, as the compass to begin to search out, okay, who do I want to model my coaching practice after? Who do I want to learn from? And as I've done that and who I'm learning from, 
I guess uh, my last question, because I see that our time is running down. My, our last question. Come by so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> my last question would be, you know, she's mapped out all of those things and she's studying and she's, um, she's absorbing this information. What should she be doing while she's learning from these individuals that she's decided to connect with? Yes. So, and I know this might seem a little scary, especially when we're just starting out, but truly one of the best ways we can gain clarity and learn more is by taking action. So at some point we need to start putting our learned skills into practice. Mm. Now, when you're first starting out, it is absolutely normal to feel a little nervous about that. And it's also why I think even if you're not ready for a full credentialing program, mm -hmm. you might find some real benefit in seeking consultation from a coach, whether mm -hmm. an, an official ICF mentor coach or whether just with a coach that you know and trust, because mm. then they can provide that level of consultation. So as mm -hmm. you're doing the work, when questions come up, if you're unsure, you know, what to do next, you've got someone that you trust, you know, just a phone call or a Zoom call away. Mm -hmm. So I think there's real benefit in practicing your skills, um, being fully upfront with your clients saying, hey, I'm, I'm getting this business off the ground. I'm really excited. And so, you know, I'm starting to build my client base. Here's who I work with. Here's who I you know, how I approach things, who do you know that might be a good fit for my approach? Mm -hmm. And I love that who do you know question, because mm -hmm. then it's more about asking for referrals versus mm -hmm. asking, hey, do you want to work with me? And that person may very well say, actually, I think I think I'm your person. I, I think I could really benefit from the kind of work you're talking about. So then yeah. they become a self-referral, which is mm -hmm. great. But then as you're kind of connecting, building those relationships, asking people for referrals, getting your first clients, you're putting this coaching framework that you've learned through self-study into practice. And you're getting support from someone who has training and experience and can help you kind of shift and mold your efforts so that you are providing competent coaching services. Then as that grows and builds and you're bringing revenue in, then you can look at ways that you can invest in your continuing education. Maybe that's a certification program. Maybe that's a continuing education membership. But again, as coaches, I think one of the things that unites us is that we are lifelong learners. Mm. We always want to grow our skill set and deepen our understanding of the coaching practice of who we are as people. And so I devote a pretty significant chunk of my coaching revenue to professional and self-development. Yes. Um, I call it my investment fund because I'm literally investing back into myself. Mm -hmm. So it looks like working with coaches. It looks like enrolling in um, programs that are going to build my skill set as mm -hmm. a coach. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that as the revenue comes in, we're setting aside some for taxes, we're paying ourselves, and we're also setting aside a budget for investing back into ourselves and back into our business. Now, see, that's a whole nother topic. I think we just um, <laughs> four or five times that we can so. talk <laughs> on. But that uh, reinvesting back into our personal and professional development um, with me as a John Maxwell certified coach, my biggest passion, my biggest passion outside of um, adding value to my clients and helping them with understanding their identity and who they are 
is the emphasis on personal development. You never, until you take your last breath, my opinion, completely my opinion, until we take our last breath, we should definitely be lifelong learners, especially in the area of personal development, because as I'm growing in my capacity as a human, that naturally overflows into whatever my profession is. And because I believe that every human being is a leader in some way, because we all influence someone from the youngest child to the oldest living human, we have to have personal development. And a large portion for me as well of, of my income goes back into my personal development with conferences, courses, masterminds, masterclasses, you know, <laughs> books, podcasts. It's something that's always feeding me because what comes in is what's going to go out. Yes. Yes. And and for me too, it's also about practicing what I preach. Mm -hmm. If I'm asking people to invest in me, if I'm asking them to invest in my certification program or in private coaching with me or whatever that looks like, mm -hmm. then for me to be authentic and ethical, I need to hold myself to those same standards. Yes. I'm not going to ask my clients to do something I'm not willing to do. So mm -hmm. if I want them to invest in me, I need to be willing to invest in others. And mm -hmm. so for me, it's just, this is part of that energetic cycle and, and how we build and grow. Absolutely. I, I had a guest on um, recently and her name is Dr. Tiffany Jenkins. And um, she made a statement and I've been quoting her since she said that because it just like knocked me off my feet and she said you know as coaches or as women because she's a really big self-care advocate as women when we're investing into ourselves whatever that looks like personally and professionally because we're such givers by nature we're nurturers and growers it's important that we don't just pour from the cup but we pour from our saucers you would pull mm -hmm. from the absolute overflow. And so when we are investing into ourselves personally and professionally, you're able to give in a way that causes you to give from, um, from the saucer. And that yes. way you're never running on empty yes. because you're always giving from the overflow. And she said that it was like, wow, sis, you just blessed my whole life. Like, yes, you know, I, you know, you can't pour if your cup is empty. You get that part. But when she said pour from the salsa, that just knocked me off my feet. I love that. I love that. It, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because the last several weeks I've really been exploring my relationship with rest mm. and what it means to truly rest and how that mm. is pouring into me, how it's filling my cup and my saucer, if you will. Yes. Um, and I've been speaking with a wonderful coach. Um, her name is Jordan Maney. She's a radical joy coach. Um, she really specializes in supporting women and specifically women of color in mm -hmm. creating opportunities for rest. And mm. she talks about how when we are fully rested, then we can take action and advocate for others. But we can't do that if we're not actively investing in ourselves and in our own rest. And so I think that really goes hand in hand with what you just shared, because rest is such an important part of self-care. And mm. it's so easy for me to feel guilty about resting. You know, I think about people who don't have the ability to take time off or to rest, who mm. um, don't have the same privileges I do. And mm -hmm. then I feel really guilty about it. And she's like, how is that helping them? You know, like if you're not rested, 
you're not going to be able to advocate for them, to advocate for better working conditions and, and whatever the issue is. She's like, so yeah, I get the guilt, but you got to let that go. Mm. You still have to pour into yourself because mm. then when you're fully replenished, then you will be able to better serve others. So I just feel like mm, all of that with pouring from the saucer, it just, it really <laughs> resonates with me right now. I mean, it is, it is so powerful and what you just said, the necessities of rest and, oh yeah, we can, how many topics is that again? Like, oh my gosh, I think we've hit like at least a half a dozen, if not more. <laughs> we could do a whole series. <laughs> we could, we could, we probably should explore that, right? But listen, yes, that that is so powerful Um, because our rest, our, our rejuvenation is necessary for us to be able to show up as our best versions of ourselves, because that's what we want to do. We want to always show up as the best versions of ourselves. But in order to do that, we've got to take the time to pour into ourselves and whatever that looks like in terms of self-care and continued education and rest. Yes. 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 That, 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 what that rest looks like for us physically, you know, uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically like we have to take care of ourselves and make ourselves the top priority so that all of those people that are connected to us who we know we are making our priority they're getting the best and not the leftovers yeah that's yeah. exactly right wow 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 listen lee it is just such a pleasure talking to you and i don't even want to really end the conversation it's like where is the good point to stop there is not one right now. We're just going to have to make one and know that we'll probably have you, not probably, we'll work our schedules and see if we can have you back on again uh, to continue the conversation uh, because it's been a really great conversation. Oh my gosh. I have so enjoyed it. I feel like we could talk for hours and there's there's even more topics we haven't hit yet. So I'm, I'm just so glad that we had this time together today. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Thank you for coming. But listen, Please take this time to share with our audience where they can connect with you and what are some of the things that you're doing that they don't want to miss out on. Yes. Well, I would love to connect with you. You can find me at my website, coachwithclarity.com. That's also where you can learn more about the Coach with Clarity podcast uh, and where you can find out kind of what's going on in my world. Certainly the Coach with Clarity Collective, which is that membership program that I mentioned before. And then because I know so many people are interested in coaching and they want to learn more about not just coaching, but how they show up as coaches, I do have a free quiz that helps you identify which of the five coaching styles you most resonate with. So if you go to coachingquiz.com, you can take that quiz for free and then you and I will be connected as we move forward. Awesome. 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 Thank you. So listen, guys, I hope you wrote that down. If not, no worries. This is a podcast. Hit the replay. (laughs) (laughs) Hit the replay and you can have a listen. This is one of those podcasts where you should probably listen to it at least three to five times in order to really soak up all of the valuable tools that uh, we've been discussing today. So listeners, those of you that have listened to me for the very first time, thank you so much for taking the time out to plug into Liquidus Toolbox. And I really would like to hear from you. What are your thoughts? What are your comments or your concerns? You know, how did you feel about today's episode? I'd really love to have your feedback. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for your continued support of 
Laquita's Toolbox podcast. And lastly, what I would like for you guys to do, please continue to give me your feedback on the topics that you say, Laquita, I love these. Let's get more of this. Or you're saying, Laquita, I haven't heard you talk about this and I've been waiting. I want to know those because my goal is to provide our listeners with tools that can help them grow as entrepreneurs, as well as tools that will help you in your own personal growth and development. And I depend on you guys uh, to be able to make sure that I'm accomplishing that mission. So hit those like, share, and subscribe. Definitely the comments. Well, I want to hear back from everyone. So until next time, I am your host, Laquita Monley, and this has been another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. You guys be blessed and have a great day. Take care.